Hello, I'm Pam Barker. Welcome to Travel Bistro. This is my podcast about travel adventures that I have had through the years. I want to have you join me on my journeys. If you will just pull up a chair at the bistro, I like to think about us being in a bistro together. And we're looking at each other across the table while we sip coffee or what other libation of your choice. And we share travel stories. And as this is a podcast, unless you come on here with me, it's a bit one-sided. So I hope you will enjoy it. Uh, My husband, Gary, and I, it's spelled Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, but it's pronounced Gary. So if you see it written, you'll know it's Gary. We have traveled a lot in our long time together. And as we can't travel now, since we are in COVID-19 lockdown in May of 2020, we decided, actually, I have to give credit to Gary because he decided that it would be a good idea for us to travel this way. And I enjoy doing podcasts. I enjoy telling stories about different aspects of my life. I have two other podcasts besides this one. But this one, I will focus on travel, the modes of travel that we have used. It's been pretty much everything. I guess about the only thing we haven't done is go by horse, you know, a covered wagon. <laughs> we haven't done that. But the very first cruise that we took together, now we had done a lot of travel before that, but we had never wanted to do a cruise. It just didn't seem like it suited us. And so we we booked a cruise in 2001 for a fall foliage and it sailed, it was scheduled to sail out of New York Harbor. And we just thought that sounded a good way to start. We would fly to New York and we would catch the, catch the ship, do the fall foliage and enjoy New York while we were there and kill two birds with one stone kind of thing. And as we were making all the preparations for our September 2001 trip, part of it was also going to be uh, my birthday celebration because my birthday is in September. So everything was rocking along uh, very, very well. And then the unexpected thing happened that changed everything in so many ways, not just travel. September 11th, 2001 happened, and as our cruise was scheduled to depart just a few days after that, and flights had been grounded, everything came to a screeching halt, and everything in our world, in this country, was in suspended animation, it seemed. So that... That cruise did not happen, and we were newbies to it. We didn't have uh, any kind of insurance or anything, but the cruise on which was Carnival, we, we, that was the very first. We had been on many, many different cruise lines through the years, but that first one was Carnival. And they were very gracious about it, and but 
they they finally rescheduled it in 2002 a few months later however the first uh, the early part of 2002 when things settled and but the but then the the cruise was going to leave from Boston well number one not a fan of Boston sorry if you live in Boston it's just it's 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 fun to visit historically but Sailing from Boston was mm, just not just not what we wanted to do. It had to be New York. So uh, they said, okay. They were decent about it, and they said, we'll you know give you the credit, and then you know in the future, and we had a certain amount of time to book another cruise. So um, I didn't say that we were living. We were working at a newspaper in Dallas, Texas, and that's where we lived, and. Uh, Carnival Cruise cruise lines uh, began to cruise out of Galveston, Texas, which was a not a bad car drive, really, uh, from Dallas to Galveston. Anywhere that you go much in Texas, it's a drive. It's a big state. So we drove to Galveston, and it was we were so uninformed about how the we didn't know the ropes I'll put it that way (laughs) we've come a long way we parked in a parking lot that uh, one of these by the cruise term the the uh, the port and they're in um, in Galveston and you pay x dollars to stay there and it's a secure lot and all of that and but the thing is as most of you know if you travel Airports and and cruise lines ports of any kind are usually built not in the greatest part of town necessarily. There's the land surrounding them. It's not always great, and so we were kind of wandering around uh, the the parking lot area looking for where we could walk to have a, a bite to eat before we got on the on the ship because it was early afternoon, and. Luckily, this guy saw us, and he's like, "Are you going to get on the cruise ship? Or are you?" And we're like, "Yeah, but do you know where our restaurant is around here? Because we're starving, and we want to eat before we can get on the ship." And he's like, "Listen, board the ship because there's food already there. They have the buffet lines are open, and buffet lines right now are are not something we want to think about. I realize, but." He said, don't go and pay for food. Go get on the ship and eat. And and that was the beginning of our learning curve that that has continued through the years, the, the things that you learn, the advice that we give to people that ask us because we have been on so many, so many cruises, so many cruise lines. The one thing that that we do recommend to people that are cruising is to board the ship later in the day. Everyone boards, especially new new people to cruising. They want to they're anxious to do it and I understand it, but when you board later, the lines at check-in are shorter, the security lines are shorter. Everything your staterooms more likely to be ready when you get on board. And it's it it makes more sense. It's it's easier on you as the cruiser to 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 board later in the in the day. 
the cruise itself was the Mexican Riviera. It could not have been more different than our original cruise plan. Uh, at some point, I will come back and talk about New York Harbor and, and that, uh, that sort of experience. But what we discovered, the, the ports of call were fine. It's the Mexican Riviera. If you've been to, to Mexico, even by plane, you get it. You, you, we have been many, many times. And it is what it is. You go on the tours, you go by yourself and you shop and you, you know, you, you go to the tequila factories and the glass blowing and all of that. But uh, what we did discover, very the most important thing, the truly most important thing that we learned was in all the years that we shunned cruising and didn't think it was for us that we would be bored. The complete opposite of that happened. We discovered how much we loved getting on board, getting a C card, a C pass, where you don't have to mess with your money. You unpack one time and you get to see a lot of different ports. A lot of people complain that they don't have enough time. But that's the beauty of cruising is you check it out. And then fly back later to the places where you really want to stay longer. I get very annoyed when people say, when they badmouth cruising. And cruising is in a dark place right now. Things are, it's, a, it's there's troubled waters for cruising right now. But when people have no experience with it, know nothing about it except what they read, but they have no firsthand knowledge of it. I don't, I don't really respect that about anything, not just cruises. If you, have you done it? You know, what have you done before you criticize? Uh, then I'll respect your opinion. I'll still form my own, but I will take what you t tell me in and use it uh, or not. But if you haven't cruised, you don't really know if you like it or not. You, it isn't claustrophobic. You get a balcony. We always get a balcony room. And if you don't, if you don't have that need to have that space outside, then get a, a, an interior room. They're cheaper. They can be quieter and they can be smoother because they don't, you can't feel the movement quite as much. We have stayed in them before and not, not much, but a couple of times for various reasons. And so if you like that kind of darkness where you don't have any, any light coming in to bother you, an interior room is fine. But um, do it for yourself and then, and then decide if it's for you or not. The one thing that I also, health-wise, that I also recommend for you to feel good and have fun is to take Dramamine. Take it whether you think you're going to be sick or not, seasick or not. Take it. I usually start mine a couple of days before we go on a, on a cruise. Let it get in my system and really, even the non-drowsy Dramamine will make you a little bit sleepy, or it does me. And and so I do it whether, I don't really know if I would be seasick or not. Because I always take it. And my very first cruise, this one I'm talking about, I took everything. I took the bracelets, I, you know, ginger, 
it helps these bracelets that, bracelets that fit around your wrist. Um, there are patches. I have not tried the patch because I think that's probably too powerful for me because Dramamine works. It works. But, you know, just be sure that you take all of your, your, your the necessary things for your comfort, whether it's a sleep aid or, you know, the, the hydrogen peroxide in case you get cut. I always take, I have this miracle burn gel and I never leave home without it. And I, I do have a, a little bit of a burn story uh, to tell you at some point. But that uh, wraps up my very first full, I have an introduction to, uh, podcast piece, but this is my very first official podcast for Travel Bistro. Again, I like to imagine that we are gathered together in a bistro, chatting, exchanging our stories. Travel on. <laughs>